Blog Talk Radio. Here's the plan. We get the warhead and... Support for this podcast and the following... One million dollars. Half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of deplorable... Uh... You're now listening to the Million Mistakes Made Live podcast. Straightforward, no nonsense advice. Completely unfiltered. Now, here's your host, Matthew Clark. This is Million Mistakes Made Live. episode of Million Mistakes Made Live, the next chapter of trouble. With a special guest, as you all know, uh, from PG, we got our man right here. He's a local Dallas office representing the 65. This is ESB. What's going on, E.B.? Hey, what's show, up with man. it, man? Y'all doing? Hey, what's up with it? Hey, did y'all hear that? The little, it, sound, it sounded like it was stuttering on my side. I was just making sure everything is clear. Can y'all hear me good? Yeah, we hear you good, yeah. man. You're, you're live and clear. So on okay, this week's that's episode, what's up, man. Mistakes Made, uh, we brought ESB all the way in uh, to hear all about his mistakes made. See, we're going to start real quick, man. We're going to dive right into this. You know, tell, us, tell the listeners out there a little bit about you as an individual outside of the artistry. Well, uh, shit, I'm, uh, I'm 35 years old. I just got out of, uh, federal prison. I got served a, uh, 97-month sentence, uh, for conspiracy to distribute, uh, methamphetamines. I was on the Vanilla Ice Project out of Pleasant Grove, where they came through and swept and knocked out everybody that was fucking with me. But, uh, other than that, you know what I'm saying, like, that's just a, a little chapter in my life. Support for this now, podcast but, uh, and the following message comes yeah, from yeah, IBM. Yeah, sorry, what kind of tech company right does the world need today? One that helps you apply smart technologies at scale with purpose and expertise, not just for some. All right, go ahead. Well, the other than that, you know what I'm saying? I gotta, I'm a, see uh, man, I'm a, uh, really, music is everything that has, I have going on in my life. It pretty much everything revolves around it. I have a little girl, and uh, she's first priority, yeah. music is second, and uh, really, just trying to make it, man. I hear you, I hear you. So, you said you did a uh, federal prison time. How, how long did you say you did? Uh, I ended up serving 67 months. Hey, hey, yeah. Isby, this is Repo, man. Hey, check it hey, out. Hey, what's up? <clears throat> well, that, throughout that time, <clears throat> I know I spoke to you the other day. Tell, tell everybody, uh, if you don't mind, what the reason was that they had taken you down. Did you say it was some, some part of your music that got, got them and got their eyes on you? So, if... Uh, this is this is for real right here. I want everybody to listen. When you be hearing like the people, the big rappers, the uh, mainstream guys, when you hear them say that feds will listen to your music and all that stuff, right? I used to hear artists, you know, big big name artists, kind of mention it sometimes. And uh, I really, in my head, when I heard it, I didn't think that that part was true. You know what I'm saying? Like I just figured that was right, just a dope right. song lyric or something like that, right? Absolutely. But I kid you not. 
on everything that I love that they listened to my songs and they talked about it. They said that I incite terroristic activity. Before I got locked up, I had a song called Fuck the Police. Just like the NWA thing, you know what I'm saying? But, like, it didn't turn – like, right. it turned out good for them, but it did not turn out good for me. You know what I'm saying? But they, they said that that song – that right, song right. incites terroristic activity. Now, they couldn't charge me with anything, but they used it to uh, – you know what I'm saying? Like, when they were talking about it, and this, they actually read the lyrics off. You know what I mean? And I could Absolutely. see the judge shaking her head. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was just like – you know, kind of disgusted by what it was saying. And, you know what I mean? And it sounded wow. the way that they read it off. You know what I mean? It sounded like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was it really pretty vulgar. You know what I mean? Yeah, something that you were fixing to do was really going to happen. With it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I would, uh, I would, you, the the whole thing about it is, let me tell you a lot about how, how I went to prison, right? So, uh, I, I would really be nobody as far as music goes, if I wouldn't have met the people that I met that put me in the a position to come up doing music, right? At the same time, right. those people was being watched by, you know, FBI and Homeland Security. So wow. it was like a double-edged sword, you see what I'm saying? So, like, they were helping right, me with right. the music, but they were also, one of the ways that they helped me with the music, unfortunately, well, you know, the only way... You know, people don't just give somebody money where we come from. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to be like, hey, that's right. That's right. Take, take this money and use it for your music. They'll be like, hey, I'm going to give you this. You can sell this and use this for your music. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. And uh, so it was just kind of, you know what I'm saying, it all kind of circled around that the music really, I wouldn't, I would have never went to prison if I wasn't doing the music. And before I went to prison, I was extremely coming up popular. You know what I'm saying? Like I had went from literally when I first you started are. doing music <clears throat> I would uh I would straight up I would do I would go to a little club in Dallas and perform in front of two people and paid twenty dollars right. to do that. You know what I'm saying? By the time I got arrested, I had did a show in Austin, Texas on Halloween night of all you know what I'm saying, perfect timing for this, but on Halloween right. night and made five hundred dollars and stayed at the Hilton on Fifth Street, you know what I'm saying, on like the twenty third floor. Right. You know what I mean? So but so I had really kinda like kind of came you know i was doing my thing i was making a lot of progress yeah. where i wanted to be doing music in the and uh it all you know what i'm saying it all came into a broke hope but i would have never advanced right. so fast as i did if it wasn't for the other shit i had going on you know what i mean well here, here's the thing too uh eric if you don't mind uh i know your dad for a long time and i've seen you grow up and watching yeah. you grow up seeing what you're doing and where you're coming from before you went to federal prison a lot of stuff had happened between that point in federal prison. You were coming up. You were a coming new uh, person that was coming up onto the stage, and people were getting used to you. And then all of a sudden, the feds come in and shut you down over a few words of a song, okay? Yep. <clears throat> Which is a very serious situation, according to them, just like the conspiracy theory. Now it no longer takes two to conspire. It can take one now. So they're changing yep. the rules of the game all the time, 24-7, all right? So check this out. With you being incarcerated in that time of you being locked up in federal prison, you yourself as an individual had time to sit down and think, all right, I'm an adult. I'm becoming more of an adult. By the time I get out of this place, I'll be an adult. What am I going to set up for my future? And as you were sitting there thinking about that, not only were you doing that, but you were writing your songs, correct? Yeah, exactly. And this this, this new album that you got coming out, uh, 
Uh, tell us a little about this new album that you have coming out that you sit uh, behind so those bars the, uh, and actually put together. So straight up, the uh, Flood the Cells, this is my, okay, so the mixtape, I'm dropping the mixtape November the 11th, it's uh, called Flood the Cells, right? And Flood the Cells is everything that I wrote when I was locked up. You know what I mean? I it's wow. Actually, I wrote several songs when I was locked up. These are the, uh, it's going to be 18 tracks, and it's going to be the best, it's going to be the, the 18 best out of all the songs I wrote. That I, You know what I mean? So, wow. Uh, this is all the stuff that I wrote. Now, I tell you what, I was locked up for uh, a minute, though. You know what I'm saying? Right at six years. Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. Uh, the, so you can tell the uh, change in me in the song, right? Because when I first got there, uh, in my head, I was thinking to myself, okay, because they did the music thing uh, in the court and all that stuff, right? It uh, it kind of ma- made a little fire in me. You know what I'm saying? It made me mad right. that... Uh, I was coming up like I did, and they shut me down the way that they did. And I ain't saying that it was all – and one thing I want to be clear is that I ain't blaming my music for that stuff, right? Because I was doing right. things that I shouldn't be doing. But I would have right. never have been on their radar or ever been, you know what I'm saying, detected. I remember thinking to myself before that uh, I was never doing enough to go to federal prison. You know what I'm saying? And, right, uh, right. So, you know what I'm saying, that was always in my head, and I was just being like, they got bigger fish to fry than me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right, but, absolutely. Uh, so you can see the change in my music, though. So when I first got there, I was uh, angry. And I, in my head, I remembered, I knew how much time I was going to have to do. And I remember <clears> thinking about other artists that I've heard in the past. Like, you know how they have a change in them as they get older. To me, that's correct. they get they get softer or they, uh, you know what I mean? They start talking about more it. different types. And that's that's through, through, through time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But so, but it, that's that that's what just time. Whether you're in prison or not in prison, sometimes when, as people grow, they change. I just always had right. in my head that artists that I heard over time declined, and that you know what I'm saying. Like I like the old, that's the hard right. stuff. You know what I'm saying that comes with it. You know what I mean. Right. And uh, I would intentionally write my music while I was there. Uh. You know what I mean? Just raw and rugged. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I didn't want people to think that when I came out, my shit had declined and I went soft. You know what I'm saying? Type stuff like right, that. Right, right. Would you say that your, like, your so lyrics got a little darker, maybe like a little bit more depressing? Or, or would you say you got more you got more hype? Or, or how did they change? Man, I've got a, I ain't going to lie to you. I was uh, kind of going through the songs that I'm putting on the mixtape, and I've been thinking about them because I've kind of crun- I'm in a crunch time right now, getting everything, just all the little finishing touches. Mm-hmm. And there is literally... There's a song uh, that's dark and, you know what I'm saying, kind of sad. There's songs that where I feel like that's, uh, you can see a lot of growth in me as a person. Where I'm talking about uh, relationships and kind of the struggle that you have while you're in prison, trying to maintain a relationship with somebody that you love, which is, you know what I'm saying, insane to try to do. You know what I'm saying? But as right. you're going through it, one of the ways that I dealt with, some people write in journals and some people talk to their friends, some people use drugs to deal with some of the stuff that they have going on. And one of my ways to deal with the stuff that I have going on is to write music. So you can, in, in the mixtape, I have a lot of uh, stuff that you, it's kind of all over the place. You know what I'm saying? I got some of them where I'm just like, you know, just like some old ESB where I'm coming with it on some Pleasant Grove ass shit. I love Reckless Pleasant Grove. You know what I'm saying? That's where I come from. And I always wanted to put that place on the map. You know what I'm saying? Like I wanted to be that guy. And uh, so I'm coming with it. There's a couple of them like that. I'm coming with it. There's some of them where uh, 
more mellow. You know what I'm saying? There's some of them where I talk about depression, like you said. Uh, but, but I always got pain, pain coming out through your lyrics, huh? Yeah, yeah. But you, you know what I'm saying? The way that I, uh, I have like a dark humor. You know, I, you know what I mean? I always kind of have that, and uh, I, I just <laughs> the way that I talk about shit is. Uh, if you don't really know me, you're probably thinking that, you know what I'm saying, this guy throws the fuck off, you know what I'm saying, just what, what he's saying. But if you know me, you know that, you know what I'm saying, it's, there's a lot of, like, I have a whole lot of, like, hidden, hidden jokes and stuff in there that people that know me, they'll be like, damn, Absolutely this does, yes. Yeah. But, so, uh... So tell me, SB, real quick, what started you in this whole the world of hip-hop game? I mean, what what got you involved in, in, in hip-hop rather than going to, like, rock music or, or other things? I mean, what got you rapping and stuff like that? So, uh, you know, where I came up right there uh, in the Grove, uh, what we did over there is we, me and my home, little homeboys from around the corner, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I had my little buddies at the end of the street, and I had some buddies that lived around the corner from my house. And uh, we did two things. We uh, played football in the front yards, uh, you know, tackle football. And we had a little ta- a little radio, and we would uh, – play a song that was on the radio and we would hit record on the top of that radio and that radio would record us onto the cassette yeah. tape. And we would do that. Now, this is like real young. I'm talking about like, bro, like on the court, it was like, like 10, 11, 12. As I got older, uh, we started smoking weed and stuff like that. So we would, uh, me and my buddies, we got to where we would buy the little instrumental CDs and we would just uh, pretty much smoke weed and just rap. I always knew at that time that I was a little bit better than everybody else as far as a freestyle goes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I'd have everybody yeah. turned right, up, you know right. what I'm saying? And I would, I, would, uh, I would even leave the freestyle thinking about the mistakes I made. If I would have stuttered in a spot, I would always like, man, if I wouldn't have said, if I would have said this, I could have said that. And uh, that would always go through my mind. I would never have the patience to sit down and write something, though. And uh, everybody knew, you know what I'm saying, I had that reputation as uh, far as uh, as I grew up, you know, going to parties and just doing stuff like that. I kind of had a reputation. Everybody knew that I would rap, you know what I'm saying, and I would freestyle, right. you just go in, you know what I mean? That's what we did. And uh, that's where I kept it for real all the way until uh, I was 26. I was 26, and uh, my cousin... He, uh, we would do that same thing. We would drink and smoke some weed, and we would sit in his truck and just freestyle. You know what I'm saying? Just, and he, I would just be going off. You know what I'm saying? Just keep going. And he finally was just like, "Hey, uh, bro, I'm gonna, ta- I'm gonna take you to the studio. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we're gonna record something." And uh, yeah. I was like, "All right, well, bet." You know what I'm saying? Well, sure enough, he he called me the next day and he's like, "Hey, I got us a studio session." And uh, I was like, "All right, bet." Well, he told me we had three hours. And I remember thinking, damn, we're going to go up here and freestyle. Everybody that freestyles knows that sometimes you really be on. You know what I'm saying? You can say a badass, some shit. You know what right. I'm saying? But sometimes you can fuck up and not say nothing that's, that's worth right. the fuck. Right. And, uh, right. So in my head, I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, I ain't finna go up here and uh, mess this dude's money. My cousin done paid the money for the studio. We went to this badass studio. It was called uh, Audio Storm out in North Dallas. And uh, so as we went up to the studio, I had a piece of paper, and I was just listening to the beat over and over, and I wrote, you know what I'm saying? I just wrote a song on the way there. And uh, when we got there, we did four or five freestyles, you know what I'm saying, right off the top. And then at the end, I told him, I said, hey, well, I wrote something on the way up here. I want to do this. And uh, 
we did it, and even the engineer that was there, he was like, bro, that shit's tight. You know what I'm saying? I like that a lot. And uh, all the, the people that I was with, everybody was like, man, this shit's off the chain. And I remember when I got home, I uh, I, I hung on to it for a little while because I didn't really know about putting it on Facebook and all that other stuff. And I uploaded it. I ended up later on uploading it on Facebook, and I got such, like, badass uh, people came, and they were talking about it, you know, all the little feedback I got. Right, right. And... I knew that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I guess in my head, I was always self-conscious that people was really going to like what I was talking about, or, you know what I'm saying? I was worried about it. People was going to be like, man, that's just whack. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of kept me. But when I, when I, when they heard that one and they, everybody liked it, you know what I'm saying? It, it like awoke, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could feel it right. inside. I was like, oh, that's what it's I want to do. Fire. That's fire. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Influence, or, or did you, uh, did you, did you follow somebody or idolize somebody, or did you just have your own style? I definitely idolize, you know what I'm saying, like DSR from Dallas. That's uh-huh. what I grew up listening to. I grew up listening to DSR, Mr. Lucci, Mr. Pookie. Uh, I was, I'm like a real local guy, you know what I'm saying? Like I like. It's funny you say that. I'm trying Dallas. to get Lucci in the studio with us on one of these shows here pretty soon. That, that's funny you say that because I know Lucci. Oh, uh, uh, well, Lucci, <laughs> hey, uh, so Lucci's doing his thing with the music right now. Yes, I can definitely uh, put you on. Yeah, you know, I can definitely uh, talk. I actually have a little contact where I can get a hold of Mr. Pookie. We're supposed to, I'm supposed to, I have a promoter that's supposed to be putting me on with some shows, and they wanted me to do a show tonight, actually, but uh, I can't do it tonight. But uh, uh, Mr. Pookie is the headliner at the show. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, used to know right. him uh, back in the day. It was like um, 2012, 2011, well, before he went down on his fed time. Um, yeah, I play a lot of instruments myself, so I play whatever. But we were supposed to do some tracks and cut some tracks a long time ago. But uh, yeah, he introduced me to Bone Thugs and Harmony, and he took me backstage to his concert. Luke Luch is a good, he's a good dude. He's a real good dude from Dallas. Yeah, so. yeah, he is. A, he's got some new music that he's been putting out. So I'm a super fan. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like the guy yeah. that when I met Mr. Pookie. Uh, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to play it cool yeah. type stuff because I, I like look up to those guys. I remember hearing right. their, their music on the radio and thinking that was just the cleanest stuff. And then when I found out that they were from Dallas, I thought that you know what I'm saying, like that was what's up. And uh, yeah, so I've been listening to him ever since he got out. I've been listening to Mr. Lucci's new stuff, and he, he's he's coming with it right now. He's got it. Absolutely, absolutely. So you yeah, mentioned a minute ago, like you got albums coming out. Like how many albums up to date do you have you cut so far? All right, so so as of today, I've got three. I've got two mixtapes that dropped out before I got locked up. I have the mixtape I'm fixing to drop, and I have Remain the Same that's dropping out July 25th next year. But before July 25th, I, I, I don't know exactly what date I'm going to do it. I've got a 10-track EP that's coming out that's uh, USA versus ESB. And okay. it's going to be – it's going to pretty much break down the whole – charges that I got, what happened, who did what, who's who, and kind of tell that story. Okay. Okay, that's really good, man. Well, yeah. So, so that, but that's going to be an album. The reason of, huh? Who are, who are you signed with? Oh, I'm not signed with nobody. Everything I do no, is through Mosswood Music. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm straight independent. Yeah, yeah. Mosswood Music is, is uh, what I started when I started really – when I decided I want to really make a push for the music, because it was a it was a decision, you know what I'm saying? Like it was, right. I'm gonna focus all my time into doing this. Everything I work for is gonna be working towards this, and that was uh, making Mosswood music, giving a name for itself, so people uh, would know who it, who what it is and what we're trying to do. And uh, right. I was, it was hot. My everybody is in the Grove, Mesquite, Garland, and Box Springs, in that area right there. 
if you listen to, you know what I'm saying, if you had anything, if you had ever, ever been to a game room, you knew who the fuck Mosswood Music was, you know what I'm saying? Right. They had my, I had all my, they were they was selling my CDs up out the motherfucker and all the other shit, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, but that's what I'm doing through. So I, I finally uh, got, and right, right before I got locked up, I had finally made Mosswood Music a public, uh, publishing company so I could use it to distrib- publish my music and, and use that for the name of the distribution. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? As a uh, all the stuff you have to do with that, and then uh, so everything I do comes out of my own pocket. That's what I'm working. You know what I'm saying? But that's the uh, the delay on the on the album is because the album's called Remain the Same, right? And that's dropping out July 25th, and every beat's going to be exclusive. I got some uh, I got some uh, producers from Florida. I've got a lot of Dallas producers on going to be on here. Okay. It's gonna be good. It's it's the thing I've always been talking about. All the mixtapes that I dropped before I went to prison was leading up to remain the same. And uh I had all the beats and about half the songs already done, but they're in my old Gmail and uh I can't get into that account no more, so You said July twenty fifth, huh? Yeah, July twenty fifth. Now I got USA versus ESB coming out before then. I think I, you know what I'm saying, I ain't just really decided uh, when I'm gonna drop it, but I'm thinking about maybe April Fool's Day or something like that. There you go. Okay. Well, you heard it, you heard it right now. What we're going to do right now is we're going to take a quick two-minute intermission. Uh, we got word from our sponsors and our advertisers, and uh, we'll be right back with more Million Mistakes Made live with our man ESB for TG. Stay tuned. Hey, hey. All right, we're going to just sit this hole because we got to basically just blank this out when it comes to the uh, ads. Okay. How you feeling? Doing all right? Oh yeah, I'm straight, bro. Eric. Yeah, right, I'm good. Bet, you hear that? Yeah, yeah. Man, man. At, at first, hey, at first when he first started uh, talking, that shit, uh, I could, it was stuttering, like going in and out. I was like, oh shit, it's gonna be fucked up. Yeah, it, it, it takes a few minutes to work out the kinks real fast at the beginning, but after, after that, he takes care of it pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay, we'll clean it up and it'll be done pretty fast. So, <laughs> and a lot of a lot of little bugs yeah, push back here. <laughs> when uh, we go back on, I want to talk about the uh, flood to tell the name. How you came up with? Because a lot of people in prison, uh, we know what that means, but a lot of people yeah. that are listening, flood to cell does not know what flood to cell means. So, when we go back, I want to go. I want to talk about the, your title to your album. Here we go. In, uh, in Twenty seconds. All right. All right. And we are back with more Million Mistakes Made live. The second half, the next chapter of Trouble. We're here back in the studio with ESB. So, ESB, tell us a little bit more about what's going on, uh, where we took off. Uh, shit, I can't remember what we were talking about. Oh, yeah. Tell us what else you got going on in your life right now. Man, uh, other than the music stuff, bro, I ain't going to lie to you. Life is good. I just got my ankle monitor cut off September 28th. So I've been off the ankle for about yeah, yeah. a month. Hey, right, so I got that cut off, yeah. you know what I'm saying, for a month, bro. And listen, I'm telling you, uh, I ain't used to just being able to do as I please. You know what I'm saying? It's still kind of uh, weird to me, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'll be doing stuff and I'll be thinking like, dang, you know what I mean? Because, like, re- really, okay, so I got out April April 1st. Uh, 
this year, right? So when I came home, I went to the halfway house for almost two months, and then I did four months on an ankle monitor, right? And then wow. so I just got off that, you know what I'm saying? And that's like almost that's straight house arrest, you know what I'm saying? The only thing I could go is the working back, and then I had one four hour pass to Walmart every wow. every other week. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So uh, so like I'm still kind of adjusting to that, but on the cool. Other than uh, the music, you know what I'm saying, I got a job. I just got to raise up my job. But, uh, you know what I mean, it's, to me, the job is kind of like a temporary type thing, you know what I'm saying, because my focus is music, you know what I mean. And uh, But it's kind of weird working, bro, on the cool, you know what I mean, because I ain't worked even before I had went to prison. I had worked <laughs> three years before I went to prison, you know what I'm saying. Right, but, uh, right. Hey, and then and then they like me up there at the job, you know what I mean? Like I be busting my ass. It's it's like construction, you know what I'm saying? I be doing some real shit. And uh, but it's good. They the, the people the people that I work for they support my music and uh, you know what I mean? So it's it's a good situation, really. That was that was my next question. So you got a good support system out there, huh? Oh yeah, man. Uh, you know when I had uh when I had first got home. So anyway, but let's talk about this before I before I got home. Uh. In prison, you know what I'm saying? I got a little crew of guys that uh, straight up will, you know what I'm saying? They'll get out there for me, you know what I mean? And I'll get out there for them the same way. We all got the Mossboard Music logo tatted on us. And for those guys, you know what I'm saying, like the people that uh, that believe in me that are still there, because I used to tell them when I was there, I'd be like, man, when I get home, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to pick up where I left off. These, you know what I'm saying? They're not going to quiet me. They're not going to water me down like they tried to do. And I'm going to uh, push it, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to do this not just for myself, but for all of us, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to hear it because what I rap about is the shit that me and my people do, you know what I'm saying? So it's like right. you can hear a million rap songs, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know what I'm saying, I'm trying to reach out to the people that do the shit that I do, you know what I mean? The people that uh, hustle seven grams and then uh, on a front and then they go to the game room and fuck that off. And then they get into a situation, you know what I'm saying? They have to go hit a lick on somebody, you know what I'm saying? Real, that's the people real life that shit. Real life shit. Yeah, that's yeah. the people that listen to. That's the people that listen to my music. That's the <laughs> type of person that I was, you know what I'm saying? In the long run, you know what I'm saying? I hope people see me and they can be like, damn, I remember that fool when he used to do this, this, and this. You know what I'm saying? And now right. he's doing this, this, and this. And look at him, you know what I'm saying? He's he's successful at what he's doing. Mm. And uh. He's a positive, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, I do want to be a positive influence for, I have a, a, you know, my daughter, I have a little brother that looks up to me a lot, and it's important to me that, uh, you know, that they all, they know where I come, where I came from, but, you know what I'm saying, they see me standing as a man today. So, gotcha. uh, you know, that's that on my mind. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, that's important to me. It's important to me. I don't think that they, they can look too little. Now, my little brother, he be loving my songs, and some of the songs, you know what I'm saying, he can't uh, sing along with them. You know what I mean? I've seen him on I've seen him on the internet on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. He's a, hey, you know, he's uh, a, go ahead. You know, to, to sit there and and, and watch, to sit there and watch him uh, imitate your songs and stuff is remarkable. Uh, you know, yeah. and we talked earlier today before even getting on the air, and, and you know, he did that little "What's Up" thing, man. That kind of reminded me of my kids growing up. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of us out here. <clears throat> The reason why we got this radio station is to, to support, uh, you know, the, the prisoners, and uh, with them coming out, you know, on a reentry uh, level where we can help them find places to live, uh, jobs, and so forth and so on. Uh, a lot yeah. of us out here know the lingo. Your title of your album is Flood the Cell. 
Okay, a lot yeah. of us has been incarcerated. No, we know what flood the cell is. For those that don't, explain explain to them why you came up with that title. So there's a little I know. Okay, so there's the technical term which is flood the cells, which is when uh, the police or or the laws or uh, you know what I'm saying that they put put us on lockdown or the living situations ain't good or something like that. You know what I'm saying? They lock you in. You you put uh, your sheet or the towels or whatever you got going on. You put it into the toilet and you start flooding that bitch. You know what I'm saying? And then they're going to try to bring a little SRT, right? But if you and everybody on the run does it, you know what I'm saying, what they really going to do, you know what I'm saying, they're going right. to start uh, asking what, right. what, what will we do for them to, for us to stop, you know what I'm saying? But that's the that's the, uh, that's the technical term, you know what I'm saying? That's right there, right? But So my first mixtape that I ever released was uh, Flood the Streets, right? And the, the aspect of that was that uh, in my mind frame at that time, I was going to record as much music as possible and as fast as I could do it. You know what I'm saying? And I was going to put them on that mixtape, but even when that mixtape dropped, I was going to continue on. I was going to flood the streets with my music. And uh, and that's what I did. You know what I'm saying? That's how, you know what I mean? I, I used to literally would write two songs a week and, and, and record those same songs as soon as I finished them and go on to the next one and would just consistently do that. Right, I used to live at the studio Grizz over uh, over off Masters and uh in Bruton. My boy Grizz, he's he used to be with Money Stretch Entertainment. He's got a studio right there on on Limestone. And uh, literally we would sit there and I mean we would just get loaded all night and we net, we recorded all night and all day. That's all we did. And uh that was the aspect was flood the cells. And uh so when I was in prison Right. When I would be writing, what I'm thinking is, is well, uh, I'm just writing as many songs, you know what I'm saying? Because in my head, I was thinking, I'm not going to have as much output when I get home because I'm going to be doing stuff. I'm going to be working. I'm going to be on federal paper, this, that, et cetera. So I'm going to write as much as I can while I'm here. And then, you know what I'm saying? So I'll be ready as soon as I get home. You know what I'm saying? There won't be no time to waste. I can get home and drop something, and people will have something while, while I'm building up what I'm going to do. And uh, that's what Flood the Cells really is. You know what I'm saying? It's me. I was writing songs in prison uh, to get ready to flood shit out, you know what I'm saying, when I got home. And uh, Absolutely. That's one thing I learned about That's one thing I learned about doing music is that uh, sometimes, you know what I'm saying, if, I, if you write 10 songs, right, I'll have my own personal favorites. You know what I'm saying? I'll be like, oh, this song is jamming. It's way better than this other song, right? I don't think I should even release this other song. Well, I'll be damned if sometimes I don't release that song that uh that I don't like, and somebody will hit me up and they'll be like, man, that song is off the chain. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with that song so tough. You know what I'm saying? So I just so I was, I've always been one of those people. It's like if I write it, I'm gonna I'm gonna record it and I'm gonna throw it out there. You know what I'm saying? Whether I think it's jumping or not. You know what I'm saying? I'm just gonna do it, and then people can pick it and choose. Absolutely. They wanna, you know what I'm saying? What they jam. You know what I'm saying? Because I do a lot of different shit, so it's. Uh, I can do, you know what I mean? I'm, I can do storytelling type stuff where I'm like uh, talking, you know what I mean? And I can do the the just all over the place type stuff. I can do be a punchline rapper. I like all that stuff. So a little bit of something for everybody. Hey, hey, Repo, you cutting out. Say that again. Repo variety that you are putting out, it's, it, it's, I can hear you. Oh yeah, you can't hear me. Okay, I can hear you now. Hey, hello. 
Hello, hello. Man, I can't hear nothing. So it's cutting up. We have technical difficulties. Hey, I'm back, y'all. I'm sorry about that. We had some uh, some things going on with the with the recording. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, y'all, I can hear you clear now. I can't hear repo, repo. I couldn't hear what you were saying. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, we're back on. Um, <clears throat> repo, if you if you're having some problems, let me know, and then I'll I'll take a look at your uh, your streamline and see what's going on. But we're back in the studio, back with ESB. So, I'll, I'll, what I'll do for that little segment is I'll put a little advertisement uh, spot in there, and we'll go ahead and clear that up. But uh, we were talking right. about you know your relationship with your daughter and and, and your and your uh, brother, right? Your little brother. Yeah, so yeah. So what I'm yeah. curious about is, is just for everybody out, out in the world, you know, that don't know who you are or anything like that. Tell us, you got any? Uh, you got another spouse? You got a other half out there? You got who's supporting you or? Man, you so what's going on? No, nah, man, when uh. When I got home and I was at the halfway house, I ran into I, I re kind of started a relationship that I didn't have before. I knew her from before, and we used to kind of run around together. But she was uh, she's been out of prison herself for a while, and uh, she is a good girl, man. She uh, when she was pretty much when I was at the halfway house, uh, she made sure that I didn't need anything. You know what I'm saying? She was always there to support me, and. Uh, Ever since I've been home, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's been, uh, she supports me with the music stuff. I mean, she goes way out of her way to be sure that I have everything I need and that I can make some of the arrangements that I have uh, happen. And uh, she's real good, man. Her name is Megan. That's my that's girl. Blessing. That's a real big blessing, man. Yeah, that's my baby. Well, she's probably there in there listening to the house one. right now, teasing hard as a motherfucker <laughs> right now. <laughs> you, you hear me? He's burning you up for the night, baby girl. Yeah, it's good yeah, that you stood yeah. behind side of man. It takes a lot to do. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. So, yeah. so what song? If you had to pick a song out of all your this album you're dropping, this mixtape, or or you can pick the the one that you got dropping in July, what what song would you say has the most meaning for you, and, and why? Um. So the name of the album that I'm dropping in July is "Remain the Same." That's the name of the album, and that song is it has a lot of meaning. Uh, it's about like uh, fear, you know what I'm saying? The the, the meaning of the what it means to me is is pretty much dealing with your fears, and remaining the same is kind of like uh, you know what I'm saying. It could be looked at in a lot of different ways. It could be like, well, am I going to remain the same when I get out of prison? Uh, what if I do all this music stuff and everything's the same when I'm done? You know what I'm saying? Is uh. Am I going to be in the same type of situations that I put myself in before? Uh, is it that, you know what I'm saying? It could be like, well, did this prison sentence change who I am as a person? Or did I right, or right. did I stay the same? You know what I'm saying? And that that's kind of scary that if uh, if it didn't change me as a person, uh, and who, you know what I mean? Then if I, I, I know where I'm going to end up right back. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. but uh, I think we all understand that. <laughs> yeah, that's part of the name yeah. of the objective, man. We we know that we're sitting right. really high right now in the states, and and uh, even even myself, man, I'm I'm afraid of going back, and and I've, I've done a lot of time myself, and just you get to a point where it's just too much. It's done, you're done with yeah. it. You just want to move on with your life and then just live, you know. Something that's that's Something what I'm mean. yeah. I don't know. I don't know man, what does well, that in prison, but there's a point it does that. Well, there was a you know going to the feds. That was my first time being in prison, and. Uh, it was like this, straight up. What they had got got me for was some petty ass shit. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it was straight petty. They got me with a 56-gram control bar for $500, right? And I had never been to prison. And I thought a lot about it. I wanted to take you to trial and because you know how it is, right? I had only been to county jail before. And everybody in county jail, oh, you got to go out there and tell them, no, don't, don't plead guilty. Uh, you know, go to trial and uh, they'll come down on the time, right? Well, that's not how it works. You know what I'm saying? That's, if you play hardball with them, which is what I did, uh, you're liable to have your time go up. You know what I'm saying? Well, my attorney eventually pretty much came into me and she begged me. And she was like, I need you to please sign the guilty plea. You know what I'm saying? They're going to they're gonna pull all your all your Facebook messages that you ever wrote. And, you know, they're going to do all this stuff. You're not going to convince nobody that you wasn't selling drugs. And I said, at that time, though, I was, you know, I was still kind of hard-headed. And uh, I, she eventually uh, convinced me to do it, right? But at the same time, I remember going back to my cell. And I remember one night thinking that... What if, you know what I'm saying, they did go back in my past. You know what I'm saying? They 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 went back and they looked at all the stuff that I really had did that they didn't know about. You know what I'm saying? They found out some of the oh. stuff that I had done in the past. And uh, honestly, you know what I mean, if you if you take that into consideration, I'm lucky to have gotten what I got. Because, yeah. you know what I'm saying, like if there was times in my life, uh, I've always kind of been in the streets doing some shit I shouldn't be doing. Even in times, you know what I mean, like I've, there was times that I really should have believed that I should have been on a Fed case, like in 2009, 2010. You know what I'm saying? I was really doing some, some more stuff and didn't have nothing going on with no music. You know what I mean? I was really in the streets, really doing, doing making plays, right? I ain't ended up going to prison. On, I ended up going to prison in 2015 on some little stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, right. but I knew that I had, uh, I have, I've been in all kinds of situations that I could have went to prison for. I had just made it that long. You know what I'm saying? Just, Got lucky. You know what I mean, been smooth. But uh, it all so what kind changes, of what changes have you put in put in place to make sure that that doesn't happen again? Man, I, I gotta tell you, bro, it's a it's an internal thing. I mean, I did all the stuff that one that wants to change would do. You know what I'm saying? I did the uh, rehabilitation, the nine months. I did the little programs for parents. They got every you know says they got a program for everything. You know what I'm saying? I'm taking parenting classes. Uh, I'm doing. You know, going to church on Sundays every once in a while, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I uh, I did a lot, you know what I'm saying, in my own mind. You know what I mean? I, I thought a lot. I would sit and think about my little girl, and I would have – I talked to my daughter three times a week for 15 minutes each call, right? And right. I would talk to her, and I she grew up with me knowing her through the telephone. And that's a tough, that's a tough call. <clears throat> Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But uh, over time, she got to know me 15 minutes at a time, and I got to know her 15 minutes at a time. And even right. though it was like that, I know that she loves me with all her heart. And I love her. I mean, man, we, I can't even go to begin to tell you how much she means to me. You know what I'm saying? But I right. know that Absolutely. how much I mean to her. And knowing how much I mean to her... He's always on my mind. You know what I'm saying? It's always on my Absolutely. mind. So anytime I think about doing something that could be put me in a compromising position or something like that, right, I think about how she would feel if something was to happen to me and I got locked back up. All the promises that I made about us riding horses and going to Six Flags and watching movies together, you know what I'm saying, all this stuff that we've talked about over all these calls, 
And for me to take that away from her after I've already took so much away from her already, uh, that's all. That's a that's a something that's big, you know, in my heart. But uh, right. You know what I mean? But it's, a lot of people say, well, you should, you know, you got to do it for yourself. Type, you got to change for yourself, right? And for me, that is me changing for myself because yeah. I want to be a part of her life. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I want to be a part of her life. I want my little brother. I didn't ever even meet my brother until I got out of prison, right? I ain't barely even talked to him on the phone. Listen, this dude's like my little right-hand man, you know what I'm saying now? Like, I know <laughs> being on house arrest at six months, I mean, I, this dude... You know what I'm saying? I, I like want to be there in their life. And I want to be positive for them. You know what I mean? I want to. Uh, it's a, that weighs heavy on me. You know what I'm saying? Just being yeah. being a stand up guy. You know what I'm saying? I learned how to be a stand up guy when I was. I was I, to me, if you ask me, I had did some some shit. You as you go go back in the day, you think about like sometimes you know might have hit a lick or something, and you you know you think about that type of stuff, and you'd be like, damn, you know what I mean? That really was some slime ball type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I really shouldn't have did right. that shit. And but. Yeah. So I, I, I thought about all the stuff, you know what I'm saying, that I regretted and just the the way that I look. I tell you one thing that uh had an impact on me too was uh people would send me pictures in the mail, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I would get pictures of me back in the day, right? And I would look at these pictures and I'd be like, What the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> damn, I don't even want to show nobody these pictures because 'cause I'm like, right. damn, what? like I was out of there. And what would be crazy right. is I would remember taking the pictures. And thinking in my head, you know what I'm saying, I was on right then. You know what I'm saying? Like, at that time, I thought I was uh, <laughs> couldn't be touched the shit. You know what I'm saying? And then I would right, look at the right. picture and be like, damn, boy, I was out of there. Was real. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? But it's, you know what I'm saying? Now, I can't even imagine me, like, I can't imagine me going without sleeping, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, for me to even imagine not going to bed at night, shit, I can't even, that shit sounds so crazy to me. And I used to never sleep, bro. I used to be out right. here. You know what I mean? I'd right. be going 100 miles per hour all the time. Let me tell you something. I got, I'm going to get a little personal here. See, I've done I've done two sentences. So the first time I got out, you know, daughter, and I watched my daughters and my son basically grow up, you know, while I was in prison. Uh, they came in one time and visited me, and they were at the, they were at my knee. And next time they came and visited me, I'm looking eyeball to eyeball with my son. And my son will be 18 next year. So, I mean, he's, uh, it, it, it goes by fast. And people... When you when you make a promise to your daughter, it's a it's a pact, man. My daughter, I, I told her it was the last day that I was on my unit, and she she said, uh, "Daddy, is it true?" She said, uh, "I heard you're coming home," and I said, "Yeah, baby, I'm coming home finally." She goes, "Good," because I've been waiting for a really long time, yeah. and and you don't realize when you get out how how bad drugs affect people and stuff like that. It wasn't three days I was already locked back up. Oh yeah, and and so. Those promises that you make to the kids, man, it's, it's extremely important. You know, you yeah. to fly straight, fly under the radar. What it is is don't shine. You've got to shine. you just got to sparkle a little bit. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's right. You don't, want to be, you don't want to be in the spotlight all the time with the cops to see, you know? You just, you just got to yeah, look, that's look listen now and then. Hey, man, let me but, tell you something about being, being in the feds. If you don't take anything from this interview and listen to what I'm talking about, you got to take this, and this is for real. This is this is for real. You cannot sell drugs and get away with it. You can't do it. You know what I'm saying? They uh they don't have to. I I, I swear to God on everything I love that you do not have. They do not have to have evidence. They all that thinking that you know they uh, they got to have this hard evidence on stuff. They don't have to have none of that. 
know what I'm saying? They don't, they, they're going to, if they, if you get arrested by the feds, you're going to go to prison and you're going to do time. There's no no way around it. If you're selling drugs, somebody's going to tell on you. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's going to happen and you're going to go to prison. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know about state right. shit. But I know that in the feds, if, if you get arrested, you're hit. You know what I'm saying? And all somebody's got to do is say something. One person that goes to jail, that goes to prison, that gets jammed up by the feds, goes in there and, te- and, and makes a statement about so-and-so and so-and-so, they're coming for so-and-so and so-and-so. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, and, uh, well, that, we'll I found that out. You know what I'm saying? Real quick, SB. We're going to take another two-minute intermission real quick and hear from our sponsors again, and we'll be right back with more Million Mistakes Made, the second edition, uh, the last chapter, with ESB in the studio, and uh, we'll be more right after this message. Oh, really? Uh, all right. Another two minutes, and then we'll come back on. Uh, we can pick up where you left off. All right. Yeah. What happened? Was this transmission? No, I lost a complete Internet connection to the computer. Wow, I don't know how. I just popped. A, I popped a brand new uh, um, Wi-Fi dongle in there to get a better signal, and it cut everything off. So I just picked up the phone and dialed in. Oh damn! Yeah, I, it's still awesome. running. That's it, on the computer. It's running. I'm just not hearing audio through the the computer right now. But it's still. I'm still seeing good picture and stuff. So I got yeah, control. I hear you. Get the controls, boy. And I'm glad it just uh it stayed up. Running. I mean, that's the act that controls and control our women. I want you to bend over. Whoop. All right, leg up. Whoop. All right. Uh, <laughs> hey, I think they got that on that virtual. I see some virtual reality shit. Yeah, yeah. Somebody told, I ain't seen the actually virtual reality porn over. Somebody told me they had this shit. I was like, nah, hell no. Nah. I said, well, I'm yeah, gonna do this shit. Yeah, they have it. Hey, yeah, hey, that's we'll bring it back in nine seconds. And we're back with more million mistakes made. Uh, the second edition of our season, the last chapter, and we're here with ESV in the studio. We were talking about, you know, uh, relationships and, and life outside of the bars and how we can stay straight and stuff like that. Now we talked about how conspiracies can get wrapped up with a single individual and stuff like that. Now what I want to dive real into, man, is, is life on the inside of the bars for you. So tell us about your prison experience and, and, and what that was like for those that have never been. Man, uh, it really wasn't. I think that Doing Give us like a scenario, like day one, what what happened? Give it like your day to day. Oh, so they walked. Okay, so in? they walked me in. Okay, so they walked me in with. Uh, uh, I was the only white boy that came. You know what I'm saying? In that little group of people that walked us onto the yard, and uh, as they was walking us onto the yard, they have a control. They what they call a move. You know what I mean? It's when they every ten minutes to the hour, everybody gets to go wherever you're going. If you're going to the rake yard. Or you got business to do or whatever, education. They'll let you just, you know what I'm saying? They just open the doors and you go wherever you're going, right? And uh, so as I get there, I, you know what I'm saying? It, it's in the middle of a move, so there's all these people. You know what I'm saying? They're all looking at us, you know what I'm saying? Because we're the new guys coming in, right? Well, there's mm-hmm. an Asian guy, a little Asian guy, my little homeboy named Robot. And he's walking with <laughs> me. And, uh, you know, he's uh, some Asian guys pull up on him. And as they are uh, talking to him, they say, hey, man, who you run with? And I hear all this, uh, you know, kind of, kind of transaction that they're talking about, right? 
and uh, he kind of drifts off those people, right? Well, I end up going to my building. So as I get to the building, you know what I mean, uh, I walk in there, they show me my room and shit, and uh, there was a four-man cell, right? So I, I come back, and as I'm walking through, uh, is this old-school white dude pulls up on me. He was, uh, his name was Kevin something, and he had long, long hair, and he had a tooth missing. And uh, he pulled up on me, he said, uh, hey, man, uh, he said, uh, who you run with? And I said, uh, shit, I run, uh, I said, shit, I run, I run by myself, you know what I'm saying, I'm just me. And, uh, he said, uh, are you a sex offender? Oh, no, he asked me if I was an S.O. And I said, I don't think he's talking about, like, a police, you know what I'm saying, like, sheriff's office, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm like, hell no, you know what I'm saying? I kind of got pissed off because I'm thinking, damn, this fool trying to say I'm a police or something, you know what I'm saying? I said, what the hell? I'm like, what you talking about, man? And he said, uh. A S.O. a sex offender. And I said, hell no, nah, I ain't no sex offender, dog. And I started laughing because I was thinking he was talking about the police, you know what I'm saying? So I, I kind of laughed to myself. But then I got mad about him uh, asking that. And I was like, what do you mean by that? I said, I said what do you mean by that? He said, oh, no, nah, no, nah, bro, uh, they be bringing them here sometimes, you know what I'm saying? So he's like, I just, uh, you know what I'm saying, this is what we asked. He's like, you got your paperwork? And I was like, yeah, I got my paperwork. I had already got laced up by some people in county. That uh, you know what I'm saying, how how shit goes down, I had to have my shit with me. And uh so I pull up that he pulls up uh with another guy. When he asked me, he said, uh, hey, we who do you run with though, bro? He asked me off to the side and I was like, uh, I don't know what you mean, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm just you know what I'm saying, I'm from Dallas, you know what I'm saying? He was like, All right, he said, You ain't A C or Arians he said, You ain't A C or A B and I said, Oh no. I said, But no, but I'm on an Aryan Brotherhood, Aryan Circle case, you know what I'm saying? But I wasn't ever a part of any of those, you know what I mean? So, but they had right. put me on a case just because uh, I was doing one of my one of my boys that I used to run around with was an Aryan Circle, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I guess yeah. it, but but I don't run with them. So I told them about that. But anyway, they looked at my paperwork and they seen that shit. And then what, what do you mean your paperwork? Uh, they, so your paperwork is a, is a PSI. It's a, a statement of reason. You have a PSI, which is a pre-sentence report, and then you have a statement of reasons piece of paper sometimes if you don't have your psi you have your uh statement of reasons so a statement a psi is going to be all your criminal history on there it's going to tell everything that you were charged with what happened uh it's going to have at the it's going to have if you had a 5k1 if you don't know what a 5k1 is that's a, if you cooperated with the state uh they give you a, a sentence reduction and uh it's going to state that in there it's important to have that shit if you don't have that shit uh you gonna give it a little bit of time. Somebody up or something like that. Yeah, like tell them. You know what I'm saying for uh, yeah. rolling on somebody. You know what I'm saying. It's gonna say yeah. it in there, and then uh, it's also gonna say if you have a thing called a uh, separate T. If you have a separate T, that means that you told on somebody, and then you don't want to go to a yard that they're on. So you put a separate T on them. You know what I'm saying to keep y'all separate. All that information is gonna be on there. All right, a statement of reasons is a uh, is. Pretty much, uh, it's it's kind of like a PSI, but it's going to just be an abbreviated version. It ain't going to have all your criminal history on there, but it's going to have all the checks if you, what, what your uh, case was. If you got any enhancements, what the enhancements were for, if you got a 5K1, if you had any time reductions, and what the time reductions was for. And uh, better believe that they're going to go through it. You know what I mean? They're going to wow. go through there and read all the shit, and they're going to check the shit out. And, uh, they put them on blast just like that, huh? Oh yeah, no, that's a immediate. Yeah, you can't even if, if let's say sometimes people don't have their shit when they get there. You know what I'm saying? Because 
whatever reason, I mean, sometimes people don't know or sometimes people didn't get it or whatever, you know what I mean? And uh, it's uh, pretty much you got to go and then for like you have two weeks to get the shit, you know what I'm saying? You have to send off to have it mailed to you or you got to have your family mailed to you in some way or another, you got to get the shit. And uh, there's a lot of times the caseworkers the, uh, that work in the back, the, uh, the police people, they got these people called caseworkers, and they'll print the shit off for you if they're cool, you know what I'm saying, because they already know what's up. And uh, so you got to have all that shit. But when I had first got there, right, so the white guys had uh, their own – everybody, everything's segregated. Straight up, you know what I'm saying, it's blacks, Mexicans, but white. Yeah. There's, two separate, there's two separate things. So the blacks and the Mexicans have their own TVs. The Tongos – and the Pisces have separate TV rooms, right? Because they're, uh, you know what I'm saying, they're like two different things. Well, in the white TV room at that time, it was full, right? There wasn't no room to sit. You know what I'm saying? There was just everybody had a spot, and they had their chairs there, and that's where they sat, right? Well, when I went into the TV room, I said, hey, where do I put my chair? Because at that time, there wasn't a lot of chairs there. You know what I'm saying? It was a, it was earlier in the day. And uh, the dude, the long-haired guy named Kevin, told me, he was like, this is after he done looked at my paperwork, and once you show him your paperwork and everything's good, they're going to give you, like, a care package. They're going to give you toothpaste, toothbrush, some shower slides, and so, you know what I'm saying, all the shit that you can make it until you go to store. And uh, when he told me, he said, no, nah, it's full. There ain't nowhere for you to sit. I thought that he was, and you know what I'm saying, but as I'm standing there, there's shit open everywhere, you know what I mean? So. Right. I was already ready to be on go because in my head I had put it in my head, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's like, well, you know, don't let nobody hold you out type shit, you know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking he's trying to check me, you know what I'm saying? So I, you know what I'm saying, got offended and was like, well, shit, motherfucker, I'm finna put my shit right here, dog. And I slammed my chair down, you know what I'm saying? But I, I, the dude had already kind of got under my skin about some shit, you know, the sex offender shit and then the, you know what I'm saying, the, the way that he had said it to me, I had already like, man, fuck this dude, you know what I'm saying, well, uh, when I did that, oh boy was like, hey, man, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying, no, 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 bro, go ahead and sit, yeah, uh, you know what I mean, but when people come in, you know what I mean, you'll have to, because you're sitting in somebody's spot, and I was like, oh, okay, I didn't realize he was talking about that, you know what I'm saying, like, later on in the evening time, but anyway, I kind of thought it was a little bit of ruckus, but, uh, you got to shot a high side. You know, really trying to light you up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had it in my head built up. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be some shit jumping off, and I was ready to go. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was just ready to get that out of the way. And uh, it ended up not being nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Over in the feds, man, everybody's real respectful. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's kind of, it's a, you know what I mean? Even the other races, uh, it's like, hey, excuse, you know what I'm saying? Excuse me, you know what I'm saying, type shit. Ain't nobody, uh you don't ever see no fight, like, you won't ever see a white and a black guy fighting in there. You know what I mean? And if they do, it's real coordinated type shit. You know what I'm saying? A speaker don't went and talked to their speaker, and then, you know what I mean? But really, that shit like that don't really go down, man. It's a... Well, it's real... Okay. Yeah, no, in the feds, bro, it's like that, bro. Because let's say, let's say a white and a black guy get into it, right? Then it's automatically all hands on deck, you know what I'm saying, because uh, it's, it, that's, that's, so, this is to be some shit go down, you know what I mean, and so, I guess, that just over time, that shit, you know what I'm saying, it's just pretty much, you don't ever interact like that for you to get into a fight, you know what I'm saying, it's just, uh, 
It's the same mm. thing with Mexicans. It's the same thing. Now, there's a lot of – so let's say this. Let me give you an instance of something that happened right before I left, right? A guy got called a bitch by a black guy, right? A white guy got called a bitch by a black guy. And the white guy was in the wrong uh, for what it, how it all kind of – why he got called a bitch and what had happened, right? Well, well, those who don't know about about the V word, you know, that's a real – that's a cardinal sin, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's uh, – yeah, that's you can't you can't go without a, a reaction from that, right? Well, right. The, the situation that led up to that happening was going to be a controlled thing. It would have been like, hey, well, our our, our speaker is going to go talk to their speaker, and these guys can go to the bathroom, right? But it didn't play out that way, and it ended up being a deal in front of the day room in front of everybody, and the guy called the guy bitch. Well, you're immediately, you know, what I'm saying that's fight. That's there's no walking away. There's nothing else you can do. You're going to go fight that guy. You know what I'm saying? And then if anybody tries to jump in, it's going to be white against blacks, and that's just the way it's going to be. You know what I'm saying? And the white guy didn't do nothing, right? So he he uh, he pretty much just bowed out, you know what I'm saying? didn't say nothing. Well, that's a no-no, you know what I'm saying? So he goes, so he has to be pulled to the, to the bathroom, you know what I'm saying, and get smashed. I mean, he just got he got smashed, you know what I'm saying? He had to leave the yard. My who? Did the black wow. guys beat him up? Or his own, no, his own no, no, no. From from our car. Oh, so his own people yeah, yeah. beat him up. Yeah, yeah. There's no if you you know what I'm saying this. Uh, yeah. If you don't go when you're called out, uh, you you, you know what I'm saying that's you, you can't you can't walk there. Yeah. Now I heard I heard uh, but, they don't do lot, they don't do a lot of fighting anyways. They do a lot of poking. Yeah. A lot of what? A lot of poking. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Now, now I was at low security. Now, in low security, there ain't, uh, you've got people that was like me, okay? I had low, I had no, my criminal history was, I was a level two, which means I was minimum, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you, the other people that you have there is people that was at uh, USPs and mediums, and they dropped custody, right? So they've already right. been there, and then, so but once you get to where you're at, it's laid back. So nobody's really trying to get, do some shit. That's going to get you, you know what I'm saying, sent back up in the cluster or nothing like that. So I think the whole time i seen I seen somebody get stabbed one time, but i seen a lot. I mean, there's fights, you know what I'm saying, because it's also a low security, so there's not a lot of guards. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so they pretty much let the inmates run how everything goes, which pretty much means that there's just a lot of, there's a lot of fights. But there's a lot of, like, you won't ever see somebody fighting outside of their car. You know what I'm saying? It's either going to be a white-on-white, black-on-black, Mexican-on-Mexican. You know what I'm saying? You won't ever see no kind of cross, cross shit. That's completely backwards from Stephen. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I yeah, heard. No doubt. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I've I've heard I've heard a lot about that. I've had one of my boys uh, named David Smith. Everybody calls him Paperboy, and he's kind of like he's a TDC guy. You know what I'm saying? But uh, he done grew up in TDC, and uh, he used to sit right next to me at the table, and uh, he would just be telling me how it was, and I would be like, Yeah, and he was just like, Man, this is so crazy in here. And it's just, uh, but it's crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like, you would never, like, you would never get disrespected by somebody in another race. They just won't, you know what I'm saying? It won't happen. If they're, if they have, let's say I do something to another race and they, uh, have a problem with it, right? They're going to come to my people and talk to my people about it, right? Right. And I, I my people are going to come to me and they're going to either, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be laid out what I need to do to make it right. Or I'm gonna get handled by my own people. You know, that's that's just that's how it, that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I hear you uh, 
you're mentioning a lot of like um, a lot of segregation comments, stuff like that. I mean, is it is it really as bad as everybody thinks it is? Like they show on TV. I mean, is it really, is it really like uh, you got your skinheads and then you got your crips? Is it, or do you guys got you got a bunch of independents that walk the yard and stuff like that as well? I mean, you got some people that are just. So or do you have to well, I'm, I'm a, I was a Texas, I was a Texas independent, which means I'm I'm from Texas. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, it really is like that, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I ain't really in the world. I had friends that were Aryan Brotherhood, and I had friends that were Aryan Circle. You know what I'm saying? Those are my buddies. You know what I'm saying? But in prison, I don't fuck with those guys like that. I mean, I do. Talk, I mean, I, I'm cordial <laughs> with them and stuff like that. But I ain't really trying to. Uh, I don't want to be a part of what they got going on. I would, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. But. The other guys, so like the guys from Texas Independent, you know, you can be from anywhere, but really the guys from Dallas, Texas, we're deep. You know what I'm saying? Like we all kick it together and we all eat with eat with each other. And the white, there's a, you know, everybody kind of sits together because we're all in, we're all white, right? But then you got guys that are from Oklahoma, and you know what I'm saying? Like nothing against people from Oklahoma, but I don't know what it is in prison. You know what I'm saying? The Texas guys don't really like to fuck with the guys from Oklahoma. You know what I'm saying? And vice yeah. versa. Longhorns, baby. So Longhorns, baby. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, but that's just that's, just, that's really how it is. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying, but like even that, like uh, it's as just far as just the mainstream way of things going, it's extremely segregated. But it's not, you know what I'm saying. Like I still fuck with everybody. You know what I mean. Like I've ate with uh, Tongos. Uh, you know what I'm saying. I've had black guys up there eating. You know what I'm saying. Up in my cell because I used to do a lot of rapping. You know what I'm saying. In, uh, right. I used to kind of think that people would, uh, like, as far as the white car and, you know, quote-unquote type shit, that they would uh, give me shit, you know what I'm saying, about being a rapper because, you know, they're all, like, right. uh, strong, you know, white guy, you know, type white power type shit. Some of those guys are really like that, you know what I'm saying? I ain't never yeah. been like that. But some of those guys are like that. But, uh, you know what I'm saying, one thing that they did learn about me fast is, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to stand on how I feel, I'm going to stand on what I believe, and I ain't racist, you know what I'm saying, I, you know what I'm saying, I fuck with everybody, ain't nobody finna tell me nothing about who I can and do and not do with, you know what I'm saying, so, right, and, uh, right. they never, they never tried me like that, but at the same time, it ain't like, uh, just because there's a segregated line, and you have to sit over here with these people, and they're going to sit over there, Everybody has a good relationship on the cool where I was at, you know what I'm saying? Everybody, we all gambled together, you know what I'm saying? And, you know what I'm saying? Just raked it on the rake yard again. You know, everybody be talking and bullshit and all that other shit. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's cool. Okay, okay. And you had to take some, let me ask you, did you had to take some class or something in order to, to get out like you do in the state? Or do you just, do you just have an yeah, no. Nah. So, uh, so if you're a nonviolent drug offender and you don't have a gun, Right on your case, you can take this shit called RDAP, which is a residential drug treatment program or something like that. Right, you, you do that. And that was a nine-month program. I did that while I was in prison. This is at the. This is uh, at the right. I kind of when I got to prison, I was there in prison for about six or seven months, and then I went and did that program. Once you do that program, they. Uh, you get 12 months off your sentence, and you get guaranteed six months halfway house, right? So I went from 97 months to 12 months off that, and then I got six months halfway house. Anybody that's a nonviolent drug offender that uh, doesn't have a gun on their case, they can do that. Everybody does it that's there. But uh, I did that when I was there, and then uh, I went on about my time. At the beginning of your time, when you got the time, when the judges said, hey, you're going to do this much time, 
What was what was going through your head at that moment? Well, I don't know, bro. On the cool, I was prepared already. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I had mentally prepared myself. Uh, it was hard because uh, my dad and my uh, some of my family and friends was behind me. You know what I'm saying? And uh, they <clears throat> at the end, you know, what I'm saying? I was just kind of listening to, it and I was I, I was mad at the uh, at the way that they tried to paint me up there. You know what I'm saying? It was, the way that they they talked about it, the DA and the uh, people, you know what I mean? They were up there talking about all the shit, you know what I mean? Like talking about like I was a, a minister society type shit, all the shit they were saying. And uh, I didn't like that part, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I and I wanted to say, they asked me if I wanted to say something at the end, you know what I mean? And uh, I couldn't express myself, you know what I'm saying? Just, just It was a lot of emotion, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, anger. And then just kind of like uh, there was a lot of pressure just on top of you because uh, you've been fighting, you've been dealing with this shit, and it's coming to an, an end right then. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, I couldn't express myself the way I wanted to, and I regretted that I didn't get a, you know what I'm saying, say something to them hoes that was over there trying to make me out to be this monster because I ain't never really been that. You know what I'm saying? I've always been – I was doing drugs and selling drugs, and I shouldn't have been doing that shit, but I wasn't what they were saying. And uh, I always kind of regretted that I didn't get a uh, – you know what I'm saying? Tell them, you know what I'm saying, at least say something. Man, I'm a motherfucking... So Mosswood Music is up, bro. I've got all kinds of plans for Mosswood Music. You know what I'm saying? Me as a recording artist, I got Guns, Gobs, One, which is a recording artist on my label. Uh, I've got uh, Grizz, which is a recording artist that's agreed to do music with me. And uh, as us as a team, you know what I'm saying, we're all going to keep pushing together. And we're just gonna keep doing our thing. We're gonna I'm just gonna start cranking up doing shows. Uh I know that it's a slow process yeah, and I feel like I'm having to start Man, I every time I got something lined up, I got something else going on. Like I had a I had a, there's a DJ Daryl, DJ D out of uh, Kaufman, Texas. And this dude had a event out in Kaufman last weekend and uh it was that, you know, it was a big overnight rave type thing, you know what I'm saying? But they had a stage, and they had about 20-something uh, local artists performing, and uh, he wanted me to come and do it, and I wanted to do it, man, but I had uh, uh, some stuff set up with my family, you know what I'm saying? And we went out of town and went on a, a fishing trip, so I ain't going to – I need to do that stuff with my family, you know what I'm saying? Because I just came off of ankle monitor, and now I'm trying to – I'm getting to go see everybody. So I, as soon as I kind of get, uh, you know what I'm saying, kind of get all my family stuff lined out, I'm going to literally just, bro, I'm like one of those people that I can find a show uh, to perform at every weekend, and that's probably what I'm going to do. Awesome, awesome, man. Yeah, that's I haven't got nothing in particular lined up, but I've been talking to promoters, and you know what I'm saying, it's coming. Now, we've got a couple songs you said you, you sent over, and, and, and we're going to be airing those um, for the first time, is it? Yeah, ain't nobody ever heard the songs I sent you. Except for uh, okay. I, the song, I got one song I sent you called I'm On. I released it a couple of days ago on YouTube, and that was just kind of just to get it out there. But uh, all the songs that I sent you on your email, ain't nobody ever heard them. All right. Well, y'all heard it first, man. We're going to be playing here on Last Chance Radio here very shortly, right after the uh, conclusion of this episode. We'll be playing some of ESB's music up on the page, so make sure y'all check that out at last-chance-radio.com, uh, where we stream live music 24 hours a day. Uh, we're going to be trying to get some, some local artists as well. 
to uh, send them some more some more music so we can play. We're going to give them free publicity um, every weekend for three hours. Uh, so right now, uh, if you're the conclusion of the show, we'll be playing some of his music. And um, we'll be staying tuned to him. And for, for all of some upcoming shows and events, y'all check out the page. And y'all will be seeing any kind of updates that we get on him. Something like that will go right on the page so y'all know when his shows are. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I want to tell y'all, man, I really appreciate y'all having me on, for real, man. It's been cool. Yeah, I want to tell everybody that uh, y'all can follow me on uh, Instagram, on TikTok, and Twitter. It's just at Mosswood Music. All updates on my shit is at mosswoodmusic.com. The, the website's up and running, so we're up. I'll even put some links uh, that you can get to his page right on Last Chance Radio. So if y'all go on Last Chance Radio, you can get right to his page with the click of a dial and, and go right to him and follow him and subscribe and all that good stuff. And I know you can tune to all these events. events. Guys, I appreciate it. Um, it's been great, great fun, man. Repo, any last words with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to let y'all know uh, <clears throat> next week, Billy Stacks is who we're going to have uh, come in and sit with us and uh, tell us a little bit about himself, too, as well. <laughs> y'all stay tuned. Last chance is getting better and better every week, man. We're going to get this thing hyped up, and it's doing it just for you guys out there. Okay, hey, yeah. hey, one of them songs I sent was uh, it's called Stupid Dumb. It's uh, with me and Billy Stacks. When I came home from prison, Billy hit me up about the second day I was home and said, hey, here's a beat. You can have the rights to it. Let's, you know what I'm saying? This is for you, bro. Welcome home. And that's the song. And yeah. we got a music video coming out with that video. The song that I sent y'all. It's going to have a music video dropping in two weeks. That's awesome. Y'all hear that? Two weeks, Billy Stacks and ESB together. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, hey, yeah. We love you, man. We love you, brother. Yeah. Hey, man, I love y'all, too. I appreciate it, man. Thank y'all. <laughs> All right, Always. Man. That was ESB right. in the studio at Million Mistakes Made. We'll see you guys next week uh, for the next episode uh, with our special guest, next Billy Stacks. will be in the studio with us talking about his album yeah, and yeah. all his Million Mistakes Made. So y'all stay tuned next week. As uh, we we make it all happen again for y'all. Uh, my name's Matt. That's right. And, uh, good night to y'all. See y'all next week. All right. Man. Love you guys. I'll be good. God bless.